It's March 14th and time for Social in 6. In the same fortnight that Facebook revealed its first platform redesign in two years, there were lots of other social updates worth noting. We'll be sharing the six most important updates today, including Twitter podcasts, 10-minute TikToks, and a new feature for sponsored Instagram posts. And if you find this episode helpful, tell us by leaving a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Now, without further ado, let's get started. One that I am the most excited about is a song called All Too Well, in parentheses, the 10-minute version. Yeah, the 10-minute version. So Explain this. I will. First up, TikTok's rolling out 10-minute long video uploads. Now, we first got wind of this update in August when 10-minute uploads were spotted in testing in Malaysia. Now the feature's getting a full rollout, with many UK users already reporting the ability to upload TikToks up to 10 minutes long. This is the first change since three-minute-long videos were introduced several months back, and it's a far cry from the original 15-second videos that TikTok began with. It creates opportunities for creators hoping to use the platform for social-first entertainment. And it's interesting that this comes after Instagram has ditched IGTV, though its strategy right now is to beat TikTok at its own game. Well, well, well. The original short-form platform is no longer. 15 seconds to 3 minutes and now 10 minutes. So where does this leave advertisers? First thing that springs to mind is pre- and mid-roll ads. As you may have heard on the last Social and 6 update, I have strong views on these from a UX point of view. But TikTok's looking to cash in, rightly, on its insane growth, so we might just have to accept this is going to happen, as it has done on all other platforms. This transition from short-form to long-forms worked in the past for Snapchat, as they introduced the successful Snapchat Originals. Before Christmas, Social Chain worked with Amazon Prime Video on a TikTok original series called Just So You Know. If you haven't seen this yet, head over and check them out, as it's a great example of how brands can utilise long-form content on TikTok. What can I do for you today, my king? I live to serve you. What can I do for you? Next up, Reddit's added a new Discover tab to its app. That's right. The new tab builds on the current Communities tab, which serves recommended content based on your activity, similar to Instagram's Explore tab. Discover on Reddit also gives you personalized subreddit recommendations based on communities that you're a part of, as well as how much time you spend in those subreddits. So, for example, if someone's activity is primarily spent in football or baseball subreddits, the Discover tab will serve them more sports-related content. Users will also be able to give Reddit feedback on these recommendations to let them know what they want to see more or less of. Yeah, as per Instagram and TikTok, Reddit's recommendation-based algorithms are key for discoverability. As a brand, your content will be recommended to people who already have an interest in your market, so the chance of engagement and conversion are much higher. Brands can now reach people based on their interest alone. They don't actually have to know your name to find you, which is a huge bonus. If you've got a community of users that you know have an interest in your market, there'll no doubt be more opportunities for sponsored content to increase the chance of conversion even more. Discover should also do what it says on the tin. Help users discover new niches and interests, so keep your eyes peeled and your mind open and see what you get served up based on the algorithm. I want to truly understand why everyone else is doing so goddamn good and not me. So let's find out. Now, LinkedIn has acquired marketing platform Oribi. LinkedIn has said it will integrate Oribi into its main platform. It's a marketing analytics company, and its analytics and events tools help marketers to optimize their ROI for ad campaigns, measure website conversions, and build effective audiences. And Oribi's analytics tools will eliminate the need for LinkedIn marketers to rely on third-party cookies or in-app tracking for their campaigns. LinkedIn says it will maintain existing data privacy commitments to its members while the integration takes place. 
It's clear that LinkedIn's looking to grow its 57 million strong business network with this acquisition. It's not yet confirmed, but it's likely Aribi's integration will be a paid offering in line with the rest of LinkedIn's marketing solution packages. The acquisition will no doubt look to improve opportunities for marketers to boost their LinkedIn campaign performance. Anything that can offer brands more value for money when it comes to their advertising is a big plus and something that LinkedIn has yet to really nail. So we'll be keeping a close eye on how this one rolls out. Hey, uh, I'm Chris. Hi, Chris. Hi, Chris. Uh, and I'm a reply guy. <laughs> Moving on to Instagram, which is reportedly working on replies for sponsored posts. Yes, according to reports, Instagram is testing a quick replies feature for sponsored posts, including feed posts, stories, and reels. Users can send emoji reactions, search for other accounts, and type a message to brand accounts from a single action card on a sponsored post. But these are just reports right now. Instagram hasn't confirmed or commented on the feature. Elsewhere at Instagram HQ, another report has hinted at a similar feature for live streams, the ability to directly reply to individual comments. Yeah, we're living in the times of convenience and Instagram knows it. The more convenient something is and the less time it takes, the more likely we are to use it. We can see from this update that direct messaging continues to be a priority for Instagram in 2022. The call to action box tells users to message the brand as opposed to adding a comment, facilitating direct connection between brands and their audience. Any way in which brands can get closer to their audience will be a welcome update. Regarding live stream comments, this one's been around on TikTok for a while now. We're all used to platforms using other platforms as inspo for new features, and this one will help brands with community management on Instagram live streams. Any questions or queries from viewers can be answered directly by brands via the reply function. Next up, a native podcast feature could be coming to Twitter. Last year, Twitter acquired the social podcast app Breaker. Now we're seeing the effects of that start to ripple through as Twitter podcast features have been spotted in testing. These tests show that Twitter's working on a placement for a new podcast tab in the sidebar and the bottom navigation of the app. Obviously, this is still in its initial development stages, so it could change. But we can see it being connected to Twitter spaces in some way, which has taken precedence in the app since Fleets was canned. Also from Twitter today, the latest Labs update means you can now upload videos to the platform in 1080p quality. Yeah, Twitter has a bunch of audio features now and it's looking like they're building out a full suite including Twitter spaces, a live conversation tool and voice tweets themselves. It makes sense as, after all, Twitter is for conversation whether that be written or spoken. Twitter pods will be longer and more permanent than Spaces, and with Twitter's acquisition of Breaker, Twitter podcasts could include possible engagement tools such as likes, comments, and shares, not forgetting the video podcasts in full 1080p. I can hear the sound of podcast producers rejoicing. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> We're yet to hear if this would be limited to just Twitter, or whether you can link to Spotify or Apple and upload in that way. Either way, it's clear to see audio is a huge focus for Twitter and one we're excited about on Social Minds. Hey, I want to be famous. And finally, TikTok's launched an agency centre for creators. Some creators now have access to a new agency centre option in their TikTok Live settings. In the agency centre menu, creators can turn on agency invitation, which lets agencies discover their account. TikTok says that when the program's complete, talent agencies will be able to invite creators to join their network and tap into the platform's wealth of creators and influencers for campaigns. 
Now, agency representatives from TikTok will also mentor creators' account development, offering them tips and tricks for best practice. But that isn't the only thing TikTok's launched in the last two weeks. The platform has also built and released SoundOn, a platform for music creators to upload their music directly, both to TikTok and Arezzo, which is ByteDance's own music streaming service, for free. The agency centre boosts creators' discoverability and they'll also benefit from guidance from industry professionals within said agency. TikTok says creators working in the gaming, food, fashion and beauty industries use live streaming to build community to great effect. Now brands can source appropriate talent to partner with as agencies build up an existing network of suitable creators through the agency centre. And finally, let's look at a stat on the Sound On platform. 67% of TikTokers are more likely to seek out songs on music streaming services after hearing them on the platform, according to MRC data. We've seen this come to fruition with the rise of artists who have become A-list celebrities from successful TikToks such as Lil Nas X and Doja Cat. TikTok's impact on the global music charts is huge, so the ability for creators to upload directly to streaming services with Sound On will be another strong revenue stream for them. I want to talk about Twitter podcasts first, because if anyone heard Mike's reaction, we're very, very excited about that update over here. But it does raise a few questions, um, one of which being, you know, what is the future for podcasting on Twitter compared to other platforms like Apple and Spotify? Will it be separate or will it be integrated? Now, I know we mentioned Spaces there earlier, which has been sort of an ongoing priority for the platform. But it's interesting to me that Twitter really seems to be doubling down on audio when Clubhouse started this trend, arguably, and has kind of disappeared since. So the future of it, longevity of it, I think still in question. Yeah, I actually think it'd be, or oh, it would require a change in behavioural shifts mm. in, the, in the way you use Twitter. So even just thinking about working from home, obviously, you know, it's the new thing or the done thing now uh, for businesses. So... You know, working from home, you've got Spotify or Apple Podcasts or whatever in the background doing its thing whilst you're working, tapping away. I always feel like Twitter, you go on and something's always happening. Like mm. the conversation's always there. So you get kind of caught into it. You, you're reading. Um, Very then, fast moving, isn't it? Yeah, but then I don't, exactly, that's the thing. It's fast moving. So I go in, have a little look around, fast moving, and then dive back out. For me to go in and then stay into Twitter, listen to my kind of long form podcast on Twitter, I don't know. It just, it, for a personal point of view, it would definitely require a change in, in behavioral yeah. shift. And I'm not sure how they're going to manage that. It's a good point, though, because I think podcasting apps are what we've seen as well, just from our own audience data, are really similar to messaging apps in the way that you just have the one that you use mm -hmm. and it's really hard to change yeah. that. Yeah. If Apple or Spotify is your habit, you're always going to go for podcasts there. It's why it's basically redundant to send people to a certain platform and be like, you know, it's here, here, and here. Yep. If you tell if you tell them, oh, you know, we've got a podcast, they know where they're already going to go and look for it. Um, yeah, it's a habit that you'll really struggle to change. So it is something Twitter should keep in mind. Um, but I also want to talk about the 10-minute TikToks, you know, talking about a change in behavior. Mm. Sitting on TikTok for 10 minutes at a time for one video, I think is another big ask. And one of the questions I have is how this is going to affect dwell time for the platform because you'd think it'd increase it but actually I think it's the lots of little things that make you feel like you're not really spending a lot of yeah. time there but actually you are that ends up increasing dwell time more than longer videos yeah yeah absolutely right there I, you know in the grand scheme of things I think 10 minutes still feels digestible to me mm. maybe if you look at it with the TikTok lens like you say you know if you the amount of people who spend 10 minutes on TikTok in one go but because it's in kind of 20 second spurts yeah. here and there and it's like you say it's so 
I guess a try a bit of everything. Exactly, it's like a mountain, it just kind of builds up. Mm. Whereas this one, you'd be staying focused on one thing. People who are used to being on TikTok and used to that kind of uh, mental or concentration span, should I say. Yeah. Um, 10 minutes then could feel like a long time. So, mm. yeah, again, you know, staying on uh, behavioural shifts, like you say, you know, it's just how you how you use apps and how you use the platforms. This might feel a bigger change because of what we're used to on TikTok. Mm. But in the grand scheme of things, like if I was to watch a 10-minute video on YouTube, for example, that's, yeah, it's that's like, absolutely It's really normal, isn't it? Yeah. But I don't know, maybe TikTok's trying to fix the attention spans that it's broken in all of us. But what interests me is that over the last few weeks, the last month or so, the app's actually been pushing, this isn't officially confirmed, but like everyone's been noticing it on TikTok. It's been pushing um, seven second long videos mm. in the For You page. So those are the ones that are going the most viral. So it's interesting that they are sort of, you know, outwardly prioritizing that or rewarding that while also promoting 10-minute TikToks and sort of begs the question, I mean, I need to look into this a bit more, whether or not TikTok creators actually want 10-minute long videos mm. or, you know, they're going to be quite loyal to the experience that they have there and what they get to create. Yeah, it's only going to be relevant to some users. Yeah, I presume that obviously they've done very well in how TikTok was originally mm. uh, without this shift. So it'd be interesting to see if they've got a new recipe. I'm sure TikTok will be supporting behind the scenes with their creators. But um, yeah, it'd be interesting to see if they've got the recipe for the 10-minute content. They don't have to be 10 minutes. It's worth saying, you know, five, six, seven, eight minutes, whatever it may be. But it's definitely a shift. And, and if creators are used to creating this short, sharp, snappy content, how can that translate into something that's Longer form, not massively long form, but it's going to take a, a you know a different content strand or angle on content for sure. Mm. If anyone listening is intrigued by the update, I'll echo what Kyle just said there in so many words. Just because you can doesn't mean you should. 